Welcome to GRE Snacks, snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. Our affordable $199 online GRE course includes everything you need to ace your GRE. A full textbook, tons of GRE questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Now let's get started. So today we have Brian Prestia from Reason Test Prep on the phone. Good to have you, Brian. And if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your firm for those who haven't met you yet. Sure. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me back. So yeah, I'm Brian Prestia from Reason Test Prep. I'm the owner. Um, We do online SAT, ACT, GMAT, and GRE tutoring. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I have a long history with, with these tests, especially with the GRE. That was, that was the first test that I ever tutored. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we focus really mostly on GMAT and GRE at this point. That's, that's really, I would say, our, our specialty. Yeah, fantastic. Well, and so part of your, it sounds like you're really uh, just kind of super well-versed in the verbal section, uh, just based off talking to you and you want to talk about GRE vocab and, and for the listeners, um, we had, we had another uh, guest earlier, Charles, who basically, you know, his point of view is like vocab. It's not the best return on your investment for your time. You should focus on other things. Brian and Charles are good friends. So Brian wants to come in here <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and offer his own point of view, uh, which I think will be pretty fun. And, and it, we always love to have multiple opinions here on the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Charles and I are friends and I'd say we, we overlap almost entirely. That's part of why we're, we're still friends after all these years of being in the trenches doing GMAT and GRE stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think we, we almost entirely agree. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I guess let me start with the point of agreement and then, and then go to slight point of disagreement. So yeah. basically, yeah, I mean, vo- studying vocabulary is not the best use of your time. I mean, there are other things that you should, you know, so, I think I said, you know, in a previous episode, obviously, you know, we, we really focus on reasoning. That's really, you know, this is the opposite. Studying vocab is literally the ex- polar opposite of working on your, you know, reasoning, problem solving, critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely don't think that um, studying vocabulary should be the first item on the list. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would argue that for some people, there's, you know, you're, you're not going to increase your score without increasing your, voca- your vocabulary that, you know, that, and for some people that is the primary thing they really need. Um, and in, and yeah, I mean, I, I would also say that it's almost guaranteed to raise your score a few points, you know, so some, when someone comes to us and, you know, they're at a 160 verbal and they're looking for a 163 or 164, and, you know, we go through questions with them and it's clear that the main reason they're missing things is they just don't know the words, right? Like they actually have good, good reasoning tactics or they understand the sentences. They understand exactly what words should go in the blank, right? So they could make a perfect mm-hmm. prediction on what goes in the blank, but then they get to the answers and like, they don't know half the words. Well, okay, you got to go study vocab and there's just nothing else that we can do for you. And um, <laughs> I would also add that it's, you know, because we, we do tutoring, right? So, you know, I'm focused on what we can do for people in our tutoring sessions and what and what people can do on their own. And, you know, some of like the reasoning stuff, like that stuff, that's it's hard to connect those dots on your own. So we often have to really show that to people in sessions and try to make sure that they're staying on the path when they're off doing their own homework. And then we, you know, sometimes they're not. And when we, we see them the next time, we need to kind of pull them back on the path. But like, 
vocab study is definitely something that you can do, right? I mean, there's ways that we can talk about the ways to do it well, but that's something that you can really hand over to someone else and be like, go do this. And like, you can get a score increase on your own. You don't need really any help other than just some guidance on how to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that uh, in particular with those like sentence completion problems and things like that, knowing the vocab can sometimes just help you understand why an answer is wrong. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, if you just don't know a word, you're just kind of like, well, <laughs> yeah. I pick, is this the right answer just because I just don't know what this word is and yeah. it's actually a much better fit? Or is it actually the technically correct right answer Yeah, and this word doesn't fit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would also differentiate between the text completions and sentence equivalence questions. The text mm -hmm. completions, the words tend to be not as hard. People tend to know those words, even coming in, like not having studied for the GRE. They typically, like, if they're getting those wrong, it's usually more a failure of reasoning and a failure mm -hmm. of, of understanding how to really, um, the, you know, apply the right strategy on those questions. Whereas with sentence equivalence, when people are getting those wrong, yeah, there just isn't that much strategy or reasoning that goes into it. It's just, hard, you know, it's typically just pretty hard words. And, you know, yeah. again, yeah, what, I mean, you want to get those questions right, you know, know the words. Basically, there isn't a whole lot more to it than that. Yeah. So then... Knowing the words means studying, which okay. studying vocab is always fun. You know, there's flashcards and there's a million other things. I'm curious, it, when we were getting kind of ready, you said you had a few different types of methods for approaching vocab. So I'd love to hear you kind of talk about them and even rank them or or if you want to prescribe them to different types of people. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah. So I don't, you know, first of all, I don't think I'm by any means the expert in, in vocabulary lists or in, in exactly how to acquire vocabulary. But, you know, we, we've been doing this for 20 years. And so I end up studying, you know, I did this myself. That's, that's the other thing I should have said about studying vocab. Like when I go in <laughs> and take the GRE, you know, and I'm, and I'm every time I take it, you know, I'm aiming for a perfect score. There's really nothing for me to do at this point other than, you know, just refresh some vocab. There's, there's nothing else that's going to influence, you know, for me, like my score. So um, anyway, I do it too, right? Like I actually study vocab, so it's not just kind of what we, what we teach. Um, but, um, anyway, so I, I would maybe just break this into kind of two, two compartments. One is, you know, what words do you study? Number one. And then secondly, right. you know, how to study them. So maybe let me start with what, what words to study. Yes. So what we, what we do, what we provide with students, and again, I'm sure there's, there's better lists out there and there's other ways to do this, but what, what we do is, there's two separate um, types of lists. One is an a list of individual words. And um, mm -hmm. actually the Barron's 800 <clears throat> list is, is a very popular one. I think, that's a, I think that's a very good list. A lot of those words are words that just recur on, you know, over and over on the test. Um, so that's the, that's the list that we use. And, um, and for that, uh, there's actually two. So here, the thing is that, okay, how, do you, how are you gonna learn individual words, right? So it's helpful to learn them in context. I mean, this is one thing that I think Charles was talking about is, you know, you can study these words and you're probably going to forget them. And that's not how you acquire words. And he's totally right, obviously, about mm -hmm. that. I think the key there is that if you're going to try to learn, you know, individual words, learning them with some association is the key. And so on Quizlet, you can find this on Quizlet. Um, and, and this is something that we that we, uh, you know, provide uh, to our students you, you know, there are, there's just a list of 800 words and definitions, but then there's versions of that list where there's sample sentences. That's right. really helpful, right? Is seeing the word in context and understanding how you would actually use that word 
that I think is critical to remembering it. And then there's another list um, that we didn't compile, but it's it's out there where it's like actual pictures. Um, I think mm-hmm. it might even have some sample sentences too, but it's like mostly visuals of, um, yeah, of uh, like of those words. And that's another way huh. to, to help like, you know, create a visual association with the word. So those are the two lists we use. We kind of give our students a choice, like either use the ones with the pictures or the ones with the sample sentences if you're going to learn the words from this individual list. Um, and then there's another, there's a whole nother um, type of list that we provide, which is a okay. word groups list. So the other way to do this is, is kind of almost the opposite mentality. This is just like sheer memorization. And for this latter, this latter type of studying, I usually like, we suggest that you do it close to your test date. Cause it's the kind of thing like, right. you're just going to cram it. And like two days after the test, you're going to forget 95% of the words basically. So it's a bit wasteful, really. Like you're not going to actually go through life knowing these words, but you know, for three weeks you could kind of memorize them and then that's good enough for the score. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a cynical take on it. So, anyway. so what is a, where does a word group composed of or like what do you mean how do you set that up yeah so we have we have a list that has about 70 groups right so groups Mm -hmm. like praise criticize um you know uh commonplace or you know some category and then there's you know like the criticized category i mean there's so many words in the english language good like hard gre words even that roughly mean criticize Right. right. So like probably dozens. Yeah. Yeah. I think our, I would have to look. But I think our, our like criticized category has, you know, 25 words or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the isn't thing English is, fun, everyone? <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, yeah. All, uh, what a funny language to be <laughs> to be in, dealing with every day. Yeah. You could you could argue that there, it's pointless that this is even on the GRE in the first place. So that's a whole other that's a, that's another great podcast to have if you want to go there. But anyway. Um, it is what it is for now. So, yeah. So for that, um, you know, what we suggest is you're not really looking to learn the individual nuances of the word and how you use them in context. It's really just a memorization thing. You're just trying to memorize what category the word belongs to. So, you know, for criticize, you've got words like admonish and diatribe and lambast and, you know, um, whatever there's, there's many. And so like, you know, those, those words of different intensity, they don't, they're they're not all used in the same context. I mean, some are verbs, some are nouns, like whatever. But, um, I'd say on a lot of the GRE questions, you don't necessarily need to know how to use the word, right? Like if you know, it's, it, it belongs in the criticized category and there's no other word in the, in the options that means that, then, you know, if you know that the meaning that's called for in that blank is, is criticized, like you're going to get that right. Even if you don't actually know how to use that word. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that sounds pretty efficient, but yeah, like you said, maybe, maybe later on you'll be like, oh yeah, Lambeth, doesn't that mean criticized? But maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you're probably, if, if it's, it, so again, I, I think of this as two different types of vocab study. One is really learning individual words, how they're used in context. That's the kind of thing that you're likely to remember probably past the GRE. And, mm-hmm. and that is something you could study for a while leading up to the test. You could do that for a month or two months leading in. Whereas like the word groups, we tend to tell people, you know, don't even like, honestly, don't even look at this until about a month before or three weeks before and just cram it. Because unless you're going to do it regularly, like every week, Right then you're going to forget it anyway. So like, you know, some people get started on it and they're gung ho. And then all of a sudden, you know, 
three weeks later, they haven't really touched it. And it's like, well, you're kind of going to need to start over because like you're actually just memorizing, you know, these words and what categories they belong to. Right. So, yeah. And then something else that, I mean, like, I don't really try to pitch achievable a whole lot in, in this whole podcast, but something that is imp- particularly important with studying vocab is studying it more than once. Yeah. Right. Like I think if you if you review whether it's an individual word or or a grouping of words one time, the chances of you remembering that kind of at all, but especially two or three weeks later, is actually pretty low. Yeah. Um. So that's I mean we solve that with our technology product. We use a method called space repetition, and we space it out according to what we think your memory strength is, and then make you do it again a few yeah. times until we're pretty sure you've got it down pat. Yeah. Um, but whatever way online or offline that you want to do that for yourself, definitely do your reviews more than once for yeah. both methods, really. Yeah. So maybe I can, maybe I can say that actually kind of segues into the other point, which is okay. Like, how do you, like, how do you really do this now? Again, right. I'm not the world's expert on memorization of vocabulary or learning or like really deeply learning vocabulary, but yes, what you said is obviously, that's obviously true is the more reps you get at seeing these words, the better. Um, and mm. you know, there probably is an optimal spacing for how often to see them and, and things like that. So this is, this is maybe, um, you know, there, there might be more scientific ways to achieve what I'm about to describe, but what we suggest is the following is that, yeah. and, and then, you know, there's physical. So the, the, the other thing is that this is partly personal, right? Like some people like to write the words on physical flashcards and have actual note cards and look at those note cards. Some people like to do it on an app, on a phone. Some people like to do it, you know, more like through audio or something like that. So obviously people are going to differ there. But broadly, what I would say is that what we suggest is that you create different groupings. So let's say that you're going to take this Barron's 800 words, right? Now, 800 words is a lot, right? And again, this will segue into kind of your point about like getting reps with with the words. What, What we suggest is that you create, say, four groupings, okay? And the two extreme ones would be words that you already know, right? So first of all, like take those and just remove them out. Like if you already know the words, like just take them out. Now you're down to 600 words or, you know, something like that. So that already feels better. (laughs) You just conquered 200 words. Um, And then on the extreme opposite, take out words that you've never seen before. And then when you look at the definition, you're like, okay, like literally I would have predicted like a definition that has nothing, nowhere even near what this word actually means, you know? So it's like, you have no association with the word whatsoever. You're not even close to guessing the meaning. So, you know, take that out as well. And and let's just, for argument's sake, say that's another 200 words. You just remove that. And you set that group aside. It doesn't mean you're never going to learn those, but, you know, you don't have to bite off 800 words or even 600 words. So you can, you can kind of reduce it down and this will increase the reps with the words that you have remaining. Um, mm-hmm. And then with the, re- the remaining words, I would create two groups. One, you know, we call it the strong category and the other is the weak category. And mm-hmm. the strong category are words that you, that you kind of know, you know, you're kind of guessing it, but like you still feel like you should see those words. You should get some reps with those words so that you're, you know, you're still seeing them, right? And then the weak category are words that you think you could learn you kind of know them, but not really, or you're, you're close enough to learn it. You know, once you see it, oh yeah, I kind of, I kind of could have guessed that, but I, I didn't guess it, like stuff like that. And and that's your weak category. And then basically what you do is you, the categories start to shift over time. You start to move words. So basically words that are in the strong category, 
as you see them over and over, you're like, okay, like I actually just know this word now. Like I'm never going to forget this word. Now you move it into the, I know this word category and you never look at it again. And then words that were in the we category, they start to become strong. You move those over into the strong category. And then as that weak category gets smaller, you take words that are in the, I had no idea what these were and I threw them out and you start to pull them into the we category so that you're kind of, you have a more manageable um, list of words that you're dealing with and you're dealing with words that are easier to learn, right? Like why try to learn the words that you can't connect with at all and have no association with at all is start with the words that are just easier to learn. Right. And you're narrowing it down so that you're basically, the, the first goal is to get as much off your plate as possible, yeah. right? And then the second goal is, you know, now that a bunch of other stuff is off of your plate, now you can figure out the stuff that you don't know. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That totally makes sense. And it's funny because you were, you were like almost describing like how, how our algorithm does sorting a little bit, like to an extent. Um, and it's, it's pretty similar approach, right? Like essentially what I just said, get the stuff, you know, out of the way don't like i would say maybe review it like one more time mm -hmm. like a week before the test mm -hmm. but otherwise you know try to get it off of your plate as much as possible and focus on the stuff you don't know yeah. do you have any other tricks for th those last 200 words that are just total anomalies that you've never seen before yeah that's that's a good question um i yeah i think the key is just is drawing the right association right so you have to and again i haven't gone through this myself and trying to learn learn words myself i mean this isn't just you know what we teach i can even just say this from a personal experience thing i don't have a great rote memory you know like i i'm not great at just memorizing things so if i don't really understand them it's hard for me to remember them so right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if, you know, I remember going through this and like creating the sentences myself, right. As opposed to just ripping them off of a prefabricated flashcard or whatever, where there was a sample sentence, maybe go and find the word yourself in the wild. And, and this way you, you really connect to the word and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that was from like a Virginia Woolf like novel or yeah, I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, or, or some New York times article and you kind of and draw some connection to it. I think right. that's one thing. And the other thing is, this is, this is kind of, I'm cheating here a little bit because I'm, I'm like kind of dodging the question, but I think you also just need to <laughs> not stress, right? Like there's unlimited words. You're never going to learn all the words. Like what if I right. put, what if I put a list of 2000 words in front of you? Or what if it were 400 instead of 800? Like, you know, it's a bit arbitrary, the number that you're trying to learn. So just, you know, you tackle what you can tackle and that's it. Right, exactly. I love that suggestion, though, of like, I mean, I bet if you have a word that you've never seen before, and you Google it, just the word by itself, and maybe you click the news tab, right. the likelihood that there's going to be something is pretty high. Right. Right? Chances are it'll be in the New York Times, right. <laughs> or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's exactly the kind of material that they're asking you to digest anyway, usually. Yeah. yeah. And the process of going and looking for it and writing it down, obviously itself will help as opposed to just looking at this like prefab flash, flashcard where someone's already put a sent a sample sense, you know, a sample sentence down for you. So, yeah, exactly. It ties to different parts of your memory. That was something when I was, I, I used to write handwrite like yeah. a lot of my notes down before a test, like to make like a cheat sheet. And it wasn't even like I could bring it in. I would yeah. just do that to like, just help it would help me remember that that much more yeah i, I gotta say it's funny because i am not like that at all but we we see people like that you know in our tutoring and i re i personally recently tutored this girl who happened to be a 
Columbia undergrad and she was taking the GRE to go to, to go to grad school. And she's super smart. And she was one of these people who like, you know, we did everything we could and there was nothing left but vocab, you know, on the verbal side. And I was like, look, like, just go study. We gave her, you know, I gave her all the, you know, all these words and she had like a, you know, it was like a four point jump or whatever in her score. You know, that doesn't mean it was just the vocab, but you know, I, I she, she, the thing is that she, after the test was like, there were like the, like totally the vocab, like helped. Like there were so many words that I'd studied. So I, I had a call there after I was like, what do you do? Like, tell me, I want to know what, you know, cause it obviously worked. And she was like, I just like wrote down all the words on like a piece of paper and just like wrote and then like, you know, wrote them down again. And she just kept like, re, you know, made a huge list and then would rewrite the words and write sentences. And, you know, that's not the way I personally learned, but you know, some people do. So you have to find what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Brian. This has been GRE Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Brian Prestia from Reason Test Prep. Achievable has a great online GRE course, and you can try it for free at achievable.me and use the podcast if you like it to get 10% off.